The Electrician Podcast, powered by Schneider Electric. We're bringing you the electrical industry experts you need to hear to discuss the topics you need to know about. Welcome to another episode of The Electrician Podcast. Our guest today is David Mann. We will be discussing uninterruptible power supplies and how it can offer protection against unforeseen interruptions. David, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, my name is David Mann. I am the regional offer manager for the Secure Power Division at Schneider Electric. And I look after the single phase portfolio of products, uh, which is mainly 230 volt UPS for those people that know uh, within the Schneider Electric uh, company for Europe. Uh, I started actually with Schneider Electric about eight years ago, uh, and I mainly uh, looked at, uh, I was mainly working in the channel team in the Pacific zone in Australia. And recently, about two years ago, I moved uh, back to my homeland of the UK. And I'm now working as the regional offer manager looking after the the single phase uh, portfolio uh, in in Dorset. Can you explain the fundamentals of UPS for listeners less familiar with this technology? Yes, so the fundamentals of UPS systems. So UPS, as you you mentioned in the opening title, stands for uninterruptible power supply. So the key fundamentals of what a UPS system is, is to provide you with that very secure, reliable power supply in those times of need. So when utility power fails and you've got some very critical application that you need to keep running, or you've uh, business servers and networking equipment, or even if you think about in your home in a, in a residential area and you've got teenagers connected to your Wi-Fi, it's about keeping everything connected and keeping people connected all the time. A UPS system is there to deliver that instantaneous power that you need uh, before a, a, a secondary uh, disaster recovery strategy is implemented in a business. So a generator, for instance, or if you've got other sort of battery supplies that you can rely on. Uh, And it's really there to fill that uh, immediate gap, like I said, uh, and to reduce any sort of critical loss of data, to uh, reduce the blue screen of death, which you might have seen if you pull your power cord out of your desktop PC that is uh, quite synonymous with that, uh, and to stop those sort of hard shutdowns. So there's a couple of things they do, uh, and they're they're sold and purchased for a number of different applications across all sorts of residential, commercial, industrial applications. Man, that's a very insightful answer. I'm learning as we go on the podcast. Can you explain a little bit more in, in technically what they do? Yeah, so we can identify a couple of different key areas that a UPS system uh, is designed to, to protect you for. So we often we, we can split this into two specific things. One is being surge protection, the other uh, cleaning power or giving you that power protection. So if we talk about surge protection to start with, and a surge is a temporary increase in voltage uh, across a power line, and that generally lasts between a couple of milliseconds to several minutes. And so uh, a, a UPS system will be rated in terms of joules as to the surge protection it has. And what that does is it just pushes that excess level of uh, surge energy that it's unrequired uh, and and could be damaging to your equipment that you've got connected into the UPS, and it sends it all to earth. So the larger the number or the larger the amount of joules of protection, the better it does in doing that job. 
The second thing is cleaning the power. So this is the power protection element of and arguably the, the principal reason why UPS system is purchased in the first place. So this is protecting you from those voltage and frequency spikes or sags, uh, which is uh, either an increase or a decrease in the uh, electrical current coming through your grid. And essentially it's stopping that power reaching your critical components or your, your uh, connected equipment, which is often a lot more expensive and certainly more critical than the UPS that's protecting it. So by doing that, it's cleaning up all of the electrical power and, and pro providing a nice, clean, consistent, what's often known as a pure sine wave, a 230 volt, 50, 60 hertz, uh, whatever you want, uh, uh, power source to your end components. There's another key component of how it sort of does all this, and this is when you've got an outage, and this is the internal batteries, which you'll find in term, inside most UPS systems. And so the batteries are there to give you that instantaneous power that I was talking about in those critical moments when you have a, a complete blackout situation. Uh, and, and the batteries are there to keep your, your applications running or your systems running for a number of minutes up to a few hours. It really depends on how long you need that, that power protection to last. And David, when looking into this area of technology, there's a term that's been bouncing around um, called power factor. Could you explain a bit more about power factor? Yeah, so power factor, uh, there's a lovely analogy actually where you can explain power factor with a pint of beer. So if we consider um, a, a pint of beer and why you'd want to purchase a pint of beer, and right now that seems quite topical, seeming most of the pubs in the UK are closed. But if we go into a pub and we want to buy a pint of beer, well, what you're paying for in that pint of beer is everything contained in that glass. And so that is the liquid and also the froth. And if we think about one of the main reasons why we might want to buy the pint of beer, and that's for its refreshing capability. There are also it's obviously some side effects to drinking maybe a bit too much, but let's not consider that right now. And we want as much liquid in that in that glass as possible. And so if we consider uh, this principle with uh, a power factor of an electrical system, well, everything you're paying for in the glass is what we uh, deem as the volt amp. So the input uh, electricity that you pay for and the liquid portion of that glass is the watts, the ability to do the work. And the difference between those two numbers, the input uh, uh, volt amps to the output watts is the power factor. And if we think about the size of the glass and put a scale on that glass between zero at the bottom at the base of the glass and one right at its brim, the higher up that scale in, in increments usually of 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, if you can imagine that scale all the way to one, uh, that the higher the number, the better it is at doing its job. And so a UPS system has this power factor rating, and there are certainly some units in the market that will have a 0 0.5, 0 0.6 power factor rating. And if we consider a nice simple uh, maths on this one, a 0 0.5 power factor means that if you've got 1000 volt amps that you're paying for, you've got 500 watts of usable energy coming in. And if we think about that being a glass of beer, that would mean half of your glass will be refreshing liquid and the other half is froth. And we often know what you do if you get a half glass full of beer like that, you'd be certainly giving it back. But the principle is the same. If you have a, a full glass of liquid and no froth, well, then you'll have a power factor of one and that's going to be the most energy efficient product on the market. I do love that analogy, David. <laughs> um, obviously, batteries are critical to UPS. Can you talk a bit more about batteries and what's important when thinking about uh, UPS installation? 
Indeed, yeah, and also with battery technology, battery technology is, is uh, ever increasing. So you see a number of units nowadays coming out with different types of battery technology. And so batteries uh, play a, a vital role in, in obviously uh, providing a UPS in terms of its power protection function, uh, but also how long it's able to deliver that power protection for. You can often compare, and I like to do a comparison here between batteries and something that you'll find in a supermarket like beer, I guess. And in this case, we're going to compare it to bread. This is because I, I like to think they have very similar characteristics and I'll pick three of those out for you. So first of all, batteries are like bread because they have a shelf life. So actually, if you sit a battery uh, and it's and it's uncharged, imagine if your car and you you untaxed and un MOT'd your car and sat it on your driveway, uh, your battery would probably be dead after about a year. And that's because you're not constantly recharging the battery. And so just like bread, they have a shelf life. If you don't continuously charge the battery, it will expire. So the two things that that plays with our UPS systems is important. Firstly, we need to have good stock control on our warehouse shelving to make sure that we're always delivering the freshest batteries to a customer. But secondly, we need to make sure the UPS system itself goes through regular self-testing, which, which discharges and slightly recharges the battery to make sure Firstly, it's always topped up, but also to, to give it that sort of discharge and recharge cycle to make sure when you do actually have the full blackout, it's ready to deliver its, its all of its power that it has. The second thing with a battery is as it gets used, so as it gets uh, recharged and discharged, uh, every time it every time it gets discharged, it loses a small slice of its capacity. So just like if you take a slice of bread, you lose it, you've eaten it, it's gone. The, 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 a small sliver of that battery uh, maximum capacity goes. And actually, as soon as you start getting down to about 70 or 75% of the total capacity inside a battery, its float voltage just drops away completely and the battery is dead. And this is when you'll need to buy new batteries. And again, we use the same situation in your car. Overnight, your car battery could just go dead uh, and, and it needs to be replaced. And obviously, the, the better the battery, the longer life and the longer design life they have uh, on them. And it's quite a, quite a critical component, as you can imagine. It's one of the most expensive components inside a UPS system, certainly. Uh, and so it's important for us to have a, a long design life and to ensure that that, uh, that stays uh, um, as maximum capacity for as long as possible. And the third thing about batteries, and this obviously reduces the, the length of uh, time a battery will last, is certainly the, the fact that they're affected by heat and water. Uh, if you put heat and water next to bread, well, firstly, it will go stale and probably go very moldy quite quickly. But with a battery, batteries are, are quite uh, negatively affected by high temperature environments. And so this is very important when you're considering where you're going to be positioning a UPS system in a business, home or industrial unit. Um, very, very high temperatures can lead to quite catastrophic problems with batteries and they can swell up inside. And there's, that's obviously uh, quite a, a large problem that you need to consider. But one of the more common things to think about is actually just operating a battery at what is deemed to be a perfectly reasonable temperature to, to sit in as a, a person in that sort of high 25s, maybe early 30 degrees Celsius, that a, that a UPS system and a server and other sort of electrical uh, equipment can start generate generating quite a lot of heat and as they do that the general uh, ambient temperature heats up and that will that will reduce the life of a battery so if you just take away this one thing on that for every eight degrees rise in temperature battery life is cut in half so if we have a, a battery that's designed to last for 10 years at about 25 degrees celsius 
you'll only get about five years life out of that battery at 33 degrees Celsius. So uh, it, it, it really does uh, reduce the life of batteries. And as I mentioned, because they are one of the more expensive parts of a UPS system in terms of its internal componentry, and also that thing that often needs to be replaced first, uh, it's quite important to run them uh, in, in a slightly cool environment or make sure they're well ventilated to ex uh, extend the life. David, can you give our listeners an overview of the products in the Easy UPS range? Yep, so let's talk about the Easy UPS single phase range, uh, which is the 230 volt equipment that I look after. So we've split the range into three uh, different families. And the first family I'll talk about is what I'm going to call the home and office range. So very suitable for that residential, small to medium business uh, or, or um, putting it into uh, wiring closets or, or very small server rooms, if you consider small businesses or backing up uh, single uh, workstations or multiple workstations in a, in a small office environment. This is the Easy UPS BVS. Um, family and we've got four different VA points ranging from 500 volt amps all the way to 1000 volt amps on the, on the higher end of the scale. Very, very uh, um, simple plug and play device. So there's no uh, uh, difficult installation required on this unit. You flip it over. There's a battery disconnect port on the bottom that you just uh, reconnect that. Obviously, that's disconnected for logistical safety reasons. Once that's plugged in, you are ready to go. The unit itself gives you in-situ uh, operation and viewing uh, warnings, so it's got a little LED that'll start flashing when it's running on battery, but also like all UPS systems, it'll give you that audible tone warning that it'll start beeping once it's running on battery. And generally speaking, these units will give you a couple of minutes runtime to enable you to uh, gracefully shut down whatever you need to, uh, or to give you that sort of power protection for a couple of minutes if you just have a, a short-term outage. The mid-range products then is my Easy UPS SMVS. Um, there's a couple of different VA points here, uh, starting at around about 750 VA, so 0.75 uh, kVA, all the way up to 3 kVA, so 3,000 volt amps on the higher end of the scale. These are a tower form factor unit, uh, so, so these at the minute uh, uh, sit on the floor or sit on a desk, uh, but just as a, uh, something new for, for your listeners, we actually will be releasing a rack mounted version of this uh, in 2021. So you've heard it here first. Um, so there'll be a rack uh, versions of these units again between 750 VA to 3 kVA uh, for, the, for those people that do need to install their UPS systems into a 19 inch server rack. These uh, UPS systems have a much larger battery in, so they'll give you protection for uh, a lot longer than the entry level uh, Easy UPS BBS series does. Uh, and these are absolutely perfect for those uh, IT environments. So if you're connecting to networking equipment, CCTV equipment, IT servers, storage, et cetera, the SMVS mid-range uh, UPS system is, is really the way to go. It's got a, uh, a an SNMP card input on the back, so the card is optional, but we, we do have them available to you if you need to dial into the UPS remotely. And then the third range, which is my critical power range, is the uh, Easy UPS SRVS product family. And one of the critical differences about this is it uh, is the topology. So the internal wiring of the UPS is fundamentally different in this family compared to the previous two. The previous two families are what, what's known in the industry as line interactive topology. And this one is what we know as double conversion online. So double conversion online gives you the, 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 uh, the, the best power protection that we have to offer. And this is not just from our, our uh, uh, company, Schneider Electric, but also other vendors in the market 
double conversion online is the best you can get in single phase equipment, offering zero delay of, of transfer between running on AC mains and running on battery. One of the uh, uh, key important uh, things about the online topology is it has a couple more uh, uh, components inside to give you this power protection, but it's it's protecting you from voltage frequent uh, voltage um, fluctuations as well as frequency fluctuations as well. So that's one of the key uh, differences to online over line interactive. Um, we have a broad range of power capacities available in this family. So it's KVA, so 1000 volt amps. And on the higher end of the scale, I've got 10 KVA, so 10,000 volt amps on the upper end of the scale. And we've got a whole range of uh, units within this family to cater for pretty much everything you can think of. I've got tower form factor, so those that sit on a floor or a desk, and I've got a full uh, array of rack mounted units as well. So, so uh, plenty of fitment opportunity in 19 inch racks. Again, whether you want the one, two, three, six or 10 kVA within the range. I've got also two different battery options for you as well. I've got a standard runtime option where it has a battery built in, uh, but no ability to add external batteries to. And then I've got another extendable, what we call the extended or long runtime offer, uh, which has again a built in battery, but then we can also piggyback off multiple batteries for people that, uh, or for customers that need to have ex extra long runtimes. So if they need more than, let's say, 10, 15 minutes and they need one hour, two hours, four hours, for instance, then, then they would be looking at the extendable runtime options. Um, so that's that's really uh, the, the full family. Now, if I, I if I talk about some of the key applications, so I've already mentioned the home and office range that we started discussing, suitable for that uh, that that small residential uh, sort of application or, or uh, small to medium business where there's workstations, and there's plenty of things that you can you you can identify in and around small businesses where these can easily attach to. If I talk about the mid-range then, when I talked about it being perfect for IT rooms, CCTV, uh, security, uh, attaching to uh, network attack storage, um, other peripherals as well that you find around the, the office like IP uh, telephony equipment, Wi-Fi extenders, there's lots and lots of different applications, again, suitable for this. Um, and then when we talk about the online range, this is uh, 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 can obviously be used for IT equipment. That's not a problem, but quite often you'll see these going into light industry. Um, so warehousing, uh, controlling safety systems, uh, CNC machines. If I if I think about an industrial type application, certainly a lot of use in the manufacturing and light industry, or where you've got very uh, poor power uh, or, or uh, remote deployments as well. So areas where you 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 know you're going to have a, a, a much uh, harsher power environment than a typical metro area would have. David, are there any accessories that are worth mentioning? Um, first part of the question. And the second part of the question is, why is it important to consider maintenance bypass panels? Yep, so good, good questions. So the related accessories, maintenance bypass panels certainly is one of them, but we'll talk about that one in a second. So I'll address your second point of the question. The first one is the accessory cards. So for my mid-range series, I've got that SNMP card I, I talked about. And on the back of the unit, actually one of its unique selling points is it already has dry contacts built in. So that's already uh, ready to go if you need dry contacting alarms. But having that SNMP card gives you the ability to remotely dial into that UPS system from any location that you like, and you're able to uh, uh, configure the settings. You're also able to set up those alarms and notifications as you wish. The, the range of accessory cards on the online units is a bit broader. So I've got uh, 
again, an SNMP card for that uh, remote uh, uh, monitoring and management, but also this is the, the card that does that uh, smart signaling to enable graceful shutdown of an operating system on a server to avoid that blue screen of death I was talking about and the loss of data. But then also we have a separate dry contact card. If you don't want to go as extreme as a, an SNMP card, you, you can just have dry contact card to give you that um, uh, on-site notification if you need to signal a siren or an alarm, let's, for instance, inside a warehouse. Or I've got a Modbus card, which is another accessory card that you can have if you want to connect the UPS into a pre-existing um, uh, BMS system. Schneider Electric sell BMS systems, so there's no reason why you can connect a UPS system to, to a Schneider BMS system, for instance. Other accessories then is your maintenance bypass panel. These are quite a common accessory to our UPS system. A maintenance bypass panel is a standalone piece of equipment that allows a customer to manually flick a switch to bypass the UPS. That's as simple as it is. They're rack mountable, but also they can be wall mounted if you don't have a, a 19 inch rack to put them in. And what it does is it means that if you need to change the batteries on the UPS or the UPS suffers a, a failure of any sort, you have the ability as a customer or an installer to flick a switch on site, a very safe plastic rotary switch that's very obvious and easy to, uh, uh, to, to switch to enable you to bypass everything to get your systems online again. And this allows you that time then, as long as you've got AC mains supply to your business, you've got that time then to be able to diagnose the problem fully without sitting there trying to pull out cables and trying to fix things on the fly without really knowing what you're doing. So it's a very, very good attachment. The, the uh, bypass panels, uh, I think if I, if, I, if I get my prices right, have usually have a retail price starting around about sort of the 250, 300 pound mark, depending on, on, on the size of the volt amps that you need to cover yourself from. But it's a very, very good attached product, not only to uh, increase the, the sale that you're trying to make to your customer, but also give that sort of protection to the customer as well to allow them on site to, to bypass any sort of uh, UPS problem and, and you as an installer to maintain the batteries effectively uh, with, a simple, uh, with a simple switch. David, are extended warranty packages available on the easy UPS range? Yeah, they are actually. We have extended warranty packages across our single phase portfolio. So the extended warranty packages uh, for the easy UPS range are relatively straightforward to understand, which is always good. Everyone needs uh, nice and easy things to understand. So across the range, whether you're looking at my uh, home and office range, the BVS, the mid-range offer, uh, which is the SMVS, or the critical power SRVS range, they all have a two-year standard factory warranty. So nice and straightforward, they've all got the same warranty uh, applies from factory. And so they all have an extra one-year warranty available to them if, if you wish to purchase that. So the one-year warranty not only covers the electronics inside of the, inside of the system, but also the batteries. Um, so if you were to have a, a problem with any of the electronics or the batteries, and you go through our, our customer care center, to diagnose a fault within that sort of three years, as long as you've got the extended warranty coverage, we'll send you out the replacement parts in advance. So I believe we have one of the best uh, returns policies out there in the fact that the customer can ring us directly. So you as an installer don't need to be involved in the two-way communication and 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 worry about uh, the delays in that as well. We send the, the, all of the replacement parts to site uh, in advance to allow you to do a direct swap over 
Again, if you've got that maintenance bypass panel, the swap over would be very, very straightforward. You don't even have to uh, disconnect the end equipment to do that. Um, the, uh, and obviously the, you'd send back the, the, the defective parts accordingly under that warranty. Thanks, David. You've given a really comprehensive overview of the technology so far. I have a particular question uh, with electrician in mind. What opportunities should electricians look out for when thinking about an easy UPS uh, installation? Yeah, so what opportunities are there? Well, I think as, as, as uh, electricians and installers, it's very important to think that I imagine quite often you'll you'll be asked to install certain equipment, uh, no matter what whether you're uh, specialising in residential, commercial, industrial, or covering all of those key areas. Um, quite often you'll be asked to install things like CCTV, uh, or to install a new switch or a new server, for instance, or a new networking rack, and quite often if you're not the one being asked to uh, to put a UPS system in place well then that's probably a sale you're missing out on because I would have thought that most customers out there would be using a UPS of some sort to connect to their critical applications so if you're not being asked about it well they're going somewhere else probably to buy it so for me it's quite important that if you don't ask the questions about how this is going to be connected into the larger IT infrastructure that they have then it's it's certainly revenue revenue that you might be might be missing out on. Um, UPS systems, as I mentioned, cover a wide variety of applications. There's pretty much not an electrical device out there that cannot be connected to a UPS. Uh, but it really depends crucially on on how critical that that piece of equipment is in keeping the business operations running. And then obviously that that uh, depending on the criticality, depends on what type of UPS system uh, it is going to be required to protect that protect that device. So if it's an absolutely critical server that keeps a business running, and if that was to fail, then the whole business fails, well, then that gives you an in indication that maybe they need that critical power UPS instead of the, the sort of the home and small office UPS system, if you think about where you need to be looking. Um, but there's plenty of opportunities out there. Um, UPS systems have obviously they've been in the market for years and years um, some customers know quite a bit about them and so they'll often specify UPS systems in their tenders and, and some of their requests but some customers just don't and and that's where obviously we would rely on you as an installer to to give them that advice and, and to suggest a UPS system would be a good idea in in helping them to protect their investments. Um, it's a very, very good point for, for any installers who would like to learn more about the technology. We, you know, we have a suite of webinars available and a route to become a UPS accredited installer via the Schneider Electric Partner programs. Um, talking about the different trends in the technology, David, do you see net zero commitments driving trends towards more adoption of UPS technology? Yeah, I guess what this is often what we think about this is is if you think about the, the how things are changing, and if I think about the sort of way bigger businesses set the trends, and then smaller businesses adopt those trends as bigger businesses show that's the way of best practice. You often find that now the best practice for net zero is is often by pushing a lot of things to the cloud, and that's fine. Having major applications or having these big big software suites hidden in the cloud is not a problem but your ability as a small business or a medium-sized business to connect to those cloud-based applications is very very important and if you don't have that ability to do that well then your staff can no longer work effectively so i guess as one of these big energy saving things is quite often we're seeing the bigger 
in infrastructure purchases, maybe moving off site and like I say, moving into the bigger data center environments is a good example. Um, but but yeah, you, you've still got to have, to have the ability there to connect into that. Otherwise, you're, you're pretty much sitting there on your own with a lack of information. So um, yeah, if, if you talk about net zero, there's, there's obviously a lot of different things going out there, a lot of technical advances as well. Uh, driving UPS adoption. Certainly one thing I did mention before is the the, the advances in battery technology as well is ever-changing. Um, so we're seeing a little bit of a shift now from VRLA, the, the lead-acid batteries previously used, and, and now we're seeing an adoption of lithium-ion batteries. So there's a beginning to become bigger and bigger portfolio now from Schneider Electric in terms of its lithium-ion offers. Uh, but then also in terms of efficiency as well, I've talked about power factor already, about the higher power factors uh, leading to more and more efficient products in the market. No longer should people be happy sitting there with a, a UPS system or any electrical system for that matter, sitting at 0.5 or maybe 0.6 power factor. We really need to be driving to these higher efficiencies, making the most of what we've got. So there's less waste, less less electrical wastage uh, and less, less IT infrastructure wastage at the same time. Thanks, David. That's a very insightful answer. And it's been quite an enlightening session for me. Uh, I've learned a lot and I hope our listeners have as well. Um, are there any tools or selector guides that you would recommend to an installer who's researching or looking to learn more about the easy ups offer yeah and great timing for the question thanks sean <laughs> so actually not something that i've developed myself but i've I, i've seen that we've recently put on a fantastic product selector on the schneider electric website and um, so head yeah head over to se.com go to the uk site and you'll be able to see all of the three ranges but not only that we've got a fantastic faq and not the usual faq where you have to search through pages and pages to find the question which is your question it's the very big questions about ups systems and about how to select the right one for you all on the main front page and understanding uh, again the differences in the power factor the differences in the battery technology it's all there on the main page uh, all the product differences are shown very visually uh, so it's nice and easy for you to identify with your application what type of ups system you should be looking for it's all there yeah on the schneider electric page i believe that went live maybe a week or so ago and so so yeah i recommend you going to the schneider electric website having a look through uh when you when you go into the site obviously we've got a a big uh, product portfolio on there of all the different business units but you'll, if you go into the uh the 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 backup power and certainly the UPS uh, tabs, you'll, you'll, you'll hit the right pages and you'll see the full range of Easy UPS and the Easy easy product selectors we've got there. David, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your knowledge around the single phase range. I think this is a, a good point to let our listeners know that we also have an extensive three phase offer and we'll be inviting one of my colleagues Yama onto the podcast at a later date to shed some more light on our three phase range but you can find all of the details as mentioned on our website thanks again david it's been a real pleasure to host you you're welcome thank you very much sean thank you very much for your listeners thanks for listening if you are enjoying this show please leave a review Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes.